I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to welcome you to another podcast where we will be bringing to you words, inspiring words that will transform your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But just before we start, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We adore you. We bless your holy name. We glorify you because you are God and God alone. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. And our Lord God, at the end of the day, we will be informed, reformed, and transformed. Let everything that is said be words inspired by your spirit that will never be the same again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. You know, I have an excitement in my spirit. Glory to God. I have an excitement in my spirit. And the reason is that I see the Word work. Hallelujah. The Word of God works. Praise the Lord. Like, you know, when... We all came into this world. That day when you were born, like you came into this world for the first time, you didn't come with a bag of experience. Hallelujah. Nobody came into this world knowing everything or understanding how things in this world work. Hallelujah. As we came, we began to learn. Hallelujah. We began to learn. We learned from the things that we heard and saw. Our parents, your mother was your first teacher. You know, teaching you how to eat the simplest things. And you began to learn and learn and learn. And of course, as you grew older, you became more and more curious. And wanted to know more things. And your curiosity drove you to learn things. Hallelujah. That's what really happens. Out of your curiosity, you want to know. And then people become what they are based on their curiosity. That's just what it is. Based on their curiosity. Because your curiosity brings your interest. What you are interested in. Hallelujah. It's amazing, you know, where people in life find themselves. And all these things are born out of their curiosity. Praise the Lord. But one thing is certain. One thing is certain that you know, if you discover the principles, there are laws, for example, physical laws, that people before us, you know, people that have lived before, they've come based on their understanding, they've put out these laws. Science and technology basically runs on these laws that these people have propounded. You know, they, they, they put them out there based on the experience. So when somebody comes on the scene, let's say in science or technology, the first thing he does is to study the works of people that have been there before. So he studies their works, what they have done before, and understands what they have done, and then he goes on to discover new things based on what has already been discovered. So nobody just really comes and then starts from the scratch. We all depend on 
knowledge of people who have been there before us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, everybody coming to this world wants to succeed. Everybody wants to succeed. One day, I was just, a few days ago, I was, I was just going somewhere. And I began to think, what is there in this life really? For most people, all they do is they go to work Monday to Friday. After that weekend, they go clubbing or partying. And then they, the ones that remember to go to church for religious purposes, go. The ones that don't care, they don't go. And then another Monday comes, they continue. So work, they eat, they sleep. They work, eat, play, sleep. Work, eat, play, sleep. Basically, life is just about all that until they retire. And then after retirement, the ones that are still strong, oh, they use that time to do leisure or things that they think that they were missing for years and years. They keep doing that until it gets to a point where you don't have the strength to be traveling anymore and doing all that stuff. And then they feed off. For many people, that is their life. And then some who want to, um, who feel like there's more to life, maybe they join politics or some ideology or something just to do something, to add something to their life. Hallelujah. But you know, I came to discover something. The best way for you to enjoy a device or something that you buy is to follow the manufacturer's manual. Find out this thing that was made. Why was it made? Why was it made? What is the function? What did the maker make it for? Hallelujah. Now man was created by God. And if man has to have a glorious life, if man is going to have a great life, he needs to find out from the manufacturer what is the purpose of man. Hallelujah. Why are we here? Glory to God. Science, I know there was a, some years ago, they were trying to do something, I think from Switzerland, where they would blast some electrons or something under the ground and to go around the earth or something like that. And then this thing will kind of like bring some answers to why we are here. Which means with all the advancement in technology and all that, science is still asking, why is man here? Why haven't we found concrete evidence of another planet where there are living beings like us and they are living like, you know, in their own way like we are doing? There's no evidence of such. So why is man here? Why is there life here on earth and there is no life anywhere else? Why? What is going on? Why are we here? That's a question they are still asking and they are still trying to find out. But there is no answer. Only person you can ask is the one who made man. Because there is a reason for it. And that is God. Hallelujah. And guess what? The answers are all in the word of God. Because the word of God is the manual for life. Hallelujah. The word of God is the manual for life. Hallelujah. And the moment you discover it, you delve into the word and you discover what God has for you as an individual. That is where your life changes forever. Hallelujah. That's where your life changes forever. Glory to God. Once you discover that thing that you are supposed to do, that thing that you are supposed to be, everything changes. Hallelujah. And actually discovering of your purpose depends on two things, basically. And of course, they actually are one. But discovering your purpose basically depends on the spirit and the word. Hallelujah. The spirit and the word. Everybody born into this world was created for a reason. Everybody born into this world was created for a reason. And every particular individual 
king for a particular reason. Hallelujah. If you strip through the scriptures, you would see the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt. And what happened? God sent a man. The purpose of Moses being born was to deliver Israel out of Egypt. Hallelujah. That was his purpose. And do you know the beautiful part of it? He found out early. He found out early. At this point, I'd like us to go to the scriptures, the book of Hebrews chapter 11. I'm reading from verse 23. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now watch this. He says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. You know, the King James put it like that. It says, because they saw he was a proper child. If you read the easy English translation, the Bible says Moses' parents believed God. So when Moses was born, they hid him for three months. They saw that he was a very special child. So they did not obey the king's command. But they were not afraid. They saw he was a special child. They saw that there was something about him. They knew what, was, what would have been special about him. What was the prayer of the children of Israel at that time? They were in bondage and their prayer was for deliverance. So they saw that this child, there was something about this child. Meaning they knew that this child was going to be the deliverer. Somehow they knew. And that's by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And at the time Moses was born, remember, all the male children were being killed. They were being killed. Every male child was expected to be killed. But did it. if you, you didn't kill the male child and they found out that you are hiding a male child, you could lose your life for that. Hallelujah. But they were willing to take the risk because they saw that there was something about this child. Hallelujah. And going spiritually, the devil kind of understood the programming of God. He understood how, you know, Satan knows how God functions. He understands. He understands the word of God. Hallelujah. He knows. He understands the word. He knows that when men are in trouble to deliver man, he sends a man. Satan knows that. And so what happened? When he saw that the time of the deliverance for the children of Israel were approaching, that's when he moved Pharaoh to begin to kill all the male children that were born. Because he knew. But then Moses' parents, by faith, hid the child. And then they got an idea from the Spirit of God how to get <laughs> Oh, God is amazing. He knows how to hide you in the camp of the enemy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And Moses was taken and kept in the house of Pharaoh himself. And if you read the Bible, the Bible says Pharaoh's daughter knew that he was a Hebrew child. She knew. Hallelujah. So it's not like she didn't know. But oh, God is just powerful. God is amazing. She knew, but she could. She, something in her made her take that child. And she, she, she kept him. Hallelujah. So they knew that he was a child. Parents of Moses knew that he was a special child. He was a child that was going to deliver Israel. So they kept him. And guess what? The Bible says that, you know, Miriam, the sister of Moses, approached the princess and said, can I speak to somebody who will take care of this child and nurse this child? And she accepted. So Moses was taken to his mother. So most likely... Bible doesn't say so, but most likely the mother told him something. The mother told him, know who you are. You are a Hebrew like us. This is who you are. These are the um, situations that surrounded your birth. 
and God spared you. These are the dreams I had. How did they know? How did they see that he was a special child? They probably had revelations, dreams or something about this child. Hallelujah. For my children personally, I've had dreams and revelations. God has shown me things even before they were born about them. It happens. So I kind of like have an idea of where they, they are going. Something similar. Hallelujah. So Moses knew that that was his purpose. So in his mind, as he was growing up, delivering of his people was paramount in his mind. No matter how high he went. That was why one day he went and he saw an Egyptian oppressing an Israelite, a Hebrew man. And what happened? He went and beat the man and killed him. Why? Because on his heart, deliverance was on his mind. Delivering his people was number one in his mind. But you know, he was trying to go about it the fleshly way. If I can start killing them one by one, you know, just hide and be killing them one by one. One day I'll kill so many people and the people will be free. But that was not a strategy of the spirit. Sometimes you know certain things, you are supposed to accomplish certain things, you're supposed to be something. The next thing is, how will this happen? Hallelujah. How will this happen? And again, everything, the spirit and the word. In the days of Moses, he didn't have the word as we have it today. Because Moses, um, we are told, Moses wrote, of course, he, he did write the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Even though there are some speculation that someone wrote the end of the book of Deuteronomy. Somebody else did write the end of the book of Deuteronomy. But he wrote the first five books. Which means before Moses' time, there was no Bible. There was no written word of God. The only thing Moses had in his days were the stories of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Those days they told the story, father told to children, who told to their children, they passed it orally, oral tradition. So that was the only thing. They knew that there was a God somewhere, the God of their fathers, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. They knew that Abraham gave birth to Isaac, had his son Isaac when he was a hundred years old. They knew the story. That's all they knew in the days of Moses, hallelujah. That was all the word of God that they had available to them at that time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And of course, Moses did what he did, but he got him into trouble. And then he had to run away to Midian. But that time he was away, it was a time for God to train him for the real work he had. Moses thought, because Moses was a warrior. He was trained as a very strong soldier in Egypt. But you see, God didn't need a soldier. He needed a shepherd. Hallelujah. He, he couldn't use a soldier. The strategy of God was different. So God had to take him out to Midian to train him to be a shepherd. Because he was going to shepherd the people of God. Hallelujah. And when he was well trained and he had been trained well enough, God said, now it's time for you to go. And then God gave him the strategy. This is how you will go. Take that rod in your hand, throw it down, it became a serpent. And then he said, pick it up from the dead. He picked it up. He said, okay, when you go to the palace of Pharaoh, show him this sign. You showed him the other son of his hand becoming leprous and all. You know the story. Hallelujah. And Moses went on eventually to deliver the people of Israel out of Egypt, fulfilling his purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, the word of God. Today we are, we are blessed more than the days of Moses. We are blessed in the sense that we have what Moses did not have. We have the word available to us. We have the words of Moses and the prophets. We have the words of the apostles and those that live both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We have so much more than what Moses had in his day. Hallelujah. So we can study. In the days of Moses, the only people he had to study about was about those that had lived before him. From Adam to Noah to Abraham. 
Isaac and Jacob and was basically all that he had. He didn't have the story of Daniel to read about. He didn't have the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego to read about. The prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah and all those things. He didn't have all those things to read about. Hallelujah. He didn't have them. The only thing he had was what he had. And he made the most of it. So today we can take the Bible and read. Hallelujah. And see the patterns of God. See the workings of God. How God operates. Hallelujah. And we can learn. We can get directions from the Holy Spirit today. About where we are going in life. What we are doing. What we will be doing. We can learn all those things. Get those things from the word of God. Hallelujah. We can. We can get all those things. And once you, you, you know that from the word, you can be successful. Hallelujah. You can be successful. You can not just success because um, what the world calls success is not really success. People may look at um, Bill Gates, for example, and oh, this man is very successful. If you are privileged to enter into his personal space, is he very happy? Is he fulfilled? The truth is that there is a vacuum in the heart of every man that can only be filled by God. And if Jesus is not your priority, there is no, there is no full satisfaction. There is no fulfillment. And that's a fact. That's true. Hallelujah. There was a particular leader of a certain nation who died. I think he was ousted. No, he was ousted from power or something like that. And when the people, you know, there was a revolution and he was ousted from power. So when the people got into the presidential palace where he's lived, they got into a particular room and there was so much medication in the room. So much medication. Which means though the man was all that outside, he was very sick. And had to be taking all those medications he was sick hallelujah so you see somebody on the outside that's what the bible says man looks at the outward appearance but god looks at the heart praise the lord so true fulfillment and satisfaction only comes by doing what god brought you here to do that's when you are fulfilled that's when you are satisfied hallelujah glory to god and so discovering your purpose First of all, like I said, by the Spirit and the Word. As you, the Spirit of God will give you revelations. I've told you before, sometimes some of you have dreams. You see yourself doing certain things. You see yourself going in a particular direction. That way you will know this. That's through the Spirit, the revelation of the Spirit. And then also through the Word. As you are studying the Word, there are certain things that will interest you. As you are functioning in the house of God. You know, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. So by fulfilling the word, you go to the house of God. While in the house of God, you find something to do. Hallelujah. And while you are doing that, maybe at some point you might try one thing that may not work. You, you try something else until eventually you find something that once you are doing that thing, you are so fulfilled in doing that thing. And you discover your purpose. Hallelujah. And then you do that thing. And sometimes one thing leads to the other. God may start you out at something. And while you are doing that thing, it will open doors for bigger things like that. So it's a journey. Glory to God. It's a journey. So through the spirit and the word, you can discover your purpose. Hallelujah. And I've come to realize that the word of God works. Oh, it works. It works. And see, from old times, from old days till, 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 till now, the devil understands that if you want to destroy a city or the, uh, a nation, what you do is to affect their economy. If you can strangulate their economy, you can affect them. Hallelujah. That's why if there is um, maybe... <clears throat> There's a nation that is a 
maybe they did something like Iran, for example, did something against the United States. What does the United States do? They put sanctions on Iran. Those sanctions will be to cripple their economy. Praise the Lord. They put sanctions. Why are they putting sanctions to cripple them? To change their mind on their policies or whatever they did that led to the sanctioning. Hallelujah. The devil understands that. So if he wants to destroy you, if he doesn't like you, you are go- you're serving God. You're going to church, which means you're on your way to heaven. And he doesn't like you doing that. One thing he will try to do to stop you is to put a sanction on your finances. Attack your economy. Put a sanction on you. So by the time your economy is attacked, you will begin to reconsider your steps. Maybe I should go to the world and do it like they are doing it. Because it looks like things are not working. Hallelujah. But guess what? If a country like Iran says they want to put sanctions on, they want to put a sanction on the United Kingdom. If Iran wants to sanction United Kingdom, for example, do you think the United Kingdom will be worried about the sanction? <laughs> no, they won't be worried. What sanctions will Iran sanction the UK? Praise the Lord, who is a very strong ally of the United States. It, would, it, it won't be bothered. Hallelujah. Because the UK itself is a very strong nation hallelujah and they have a very strong ally so if uh, a weaker nation like iran says they want to put sanctions on the uk the uk will just laugh praise the lord one of the things that the united states does is it puts uh, to give visa bans to some political leader in some countries visa ban to the united states imagine if iran gives visa ban to people in the uk they will laugh and say who wants to come to your country in the first place what is that visa ban? Praise the Lord. If you tell me, there are some countries you tell me, oh, I'm putting a visa ban on you. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I will laugh about it because I'm not interested in coming there in the first place. Praise the Lord. And of course, the U.S., amazing, amazing country. Now, what they do is they sell the country through Hollywood, through the music industry, through sports. They sell the country and make people love the place and want to come to the place. Hallelujah, to do all that. And then, so, when they put the visa ban on those people, it really affects them. It affects them. So, the strategy of the enemy, basically, is to put, like, a sanction on you, to sanction your finances when you are walking the way of God. Hallelujah. But you should not, that should not really bother you because you have a greater ally, a stronger ally when you are connected to God. The Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Now, the reason why many Christians are suffering is because though they have an ally, they are not working, should I put it this way? They are not working the word. They are not working the word. Some of them are going through what they are going through because they are not working the word. A very simple example is, here you are. You know, uh, you are struggling financially. And the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall men give to your bosom. Hallelujah, the Bible says that. The Bible talks about paying your tithe. He says, pay your tithe so that there might be meat in the house of God. Now, I've, 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 I, I was watching a, a documentary once where a BBC reporter went with a hidden camera to a certain pastor and began to ask, what is this thing about tithe in the first place? Why do you church? And then the BBC reporter quoted some scriptures to try to explain what tithe is to the scripture and the tithe is this and that and that. So why do you take tithe? Listen, see, we don't need to explain biblical principles to the people of the world because the bible says the things of the world of the spirit they are coded to man we can't there is no way we can explain it that you will understand praise the lord there is no way to explain to the people of the world that they will understand 
Because if they knew God so much, the first thing that he would do is to receive Jesus Christ. He will be filled with the Spirit first before he comes with any other of those things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When the, 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 the Bible says the letter killeth, if you go and try to study the scriptures with your human mind, it will bring you more confusion. That's it. It will bring you more confusion. Hallelujah. Personally, my personal, there was a time I began to question the principle of tithing. I did. Hallelujah. Now, even at that time, I used to say something. I said, if you read in the epistles of Paul and from Acts, you don't see anywhere tithe was mentioned. Actually, you don't see it. But if you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Paul talked about getting collections and taking them from the people to the people of, uh, in Jerusalem. And he talked about giving several times in the scriptures. Hallelujah. So yes, we should support the work of God. We should give. That was what I believed personally until there was a particular time I was going through financial challenges. And this is my personal story. And an angel appeared to me in a dream. The angel told me, God said I should tell you. Because prior to that time, every time I pray, like God answers my prayers amazingly. Like I pray for people, miracles happen. Amazingly answers my prayer. But that particular time I was going through financial difficulties. And the more I prayed, the more it looked like nothing was happening. And I was concerned. And then I had this angel visit me and said, The Lord said, the reason why you are going through this is because of your tithe. Once you begin to pay your tithe, everything will change. This is my personal story. And the moment I did, everything changed. Hallelujah. This is my personal story. Now, God showed me. I came across a scripture and he began to explain certain things in the book of Psalm 1, 1, 2, verse 9. Glory to God. I'll read from the King James first. He says, He hath dispersed he hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. Hallelujah. He said he hath dispersed. In other words, he has given. He has released what he has. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. What does that mean? Do you know that your giving can even secure your righteousness? Hallelujah. Your giving can secure your righteousness. There are many people in the world. Oh, so many things happen. In the, there was a day, the Bible says, the anger of God was kindled against Israel and it moved David to number the people. And then if you, if you read from um, First Chronicles, it, it talked like that. And in Kings, he said, Satan moved. In fact, let's read it. I'm going to show you something. Sorry, 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 1. There's a reason why I'm reading it first. Hallelujah. It says, And again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he moved David against them to say, Go number Israel and Judah. Hallelujah. So in 2 Samuel, it says, The anger of God. Now, I've explained this before. If you read it literally, you might think it was God who just suddenly got angry and, you know, and wanted to destroy Israel. But then 1 Chronicles 21 verse 1 tells us what really happened. Hallelujah. What really happened? It says, And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. You might want to wonder, how come David who was anointed, how come he was provoked to number? How did it work? What happened? What happened? Hallelujah. What happened? The, the Bible says Satan stood up and he moved David. How come it worked? And if you read the rest of the story, there was a plague and thousands and thousands of people died until 
David offered a sacrifice and that's what ended the plague. He offered a sacrifice. Maybe that was a period in the life of David when he reduced his giving. That was a period. And that's when that happened. That was a period. And the privilege Titan gives to us is that we are privileged to give constantly. Constantly. So as we do that constantly, we don't fall into that trap. Hallelujah. Because if uh, a sacrifice that David gave ended the plague, if he had given a sacrifice before that whole thing happened, maybe it wouldn't have happened in the first place. Hallelujah. In every one of us is a self-destruct button. In every one of us is a self-destruct button that we can just press and destroy everything. You can just decide to walk off the road today and a car will hit you and that, there is that thing inside. You can just decide to walk into a train, you know, the track and just the rail and, and, and the train is coming, just jump inside and kill yourself. Many people have died that way. In everyone, there is a self-destruct button. But through self-control, you say, no, I'm not going to do this. Hallelujah. But there are times when this thing could come so strong, so strong on you, you can't even control it. Hallelujah. But guess what? <laughs> when there is a giving before, it will help you. Praise the Lord. A lady told me, I was praying for this lady yesterday. And this lady told me, said, Pastor, certain things happen in my life. And, and now I'm in a mess. From very, she said she got to meet with a man. She wanted to have a baby with this man. And she, she met with the man. And after meeting with this man, Suddenly, a spirit began to tell her, go out and go and meet us and so much. Another person, a man who had interest in her, but she didn't have interest in this man. Now, this spirit said, go and meet this man, pushed her, and she went and also had an affair with this man at the same time. Like, how does it work? And in the process, she got pregnant. So, she's not even sure who exactly is the father of the child. And, you know, it's like, so just messed up. That is, eventually I prayed for her and a demon began to manifest and told the story of her life. It was so pathetic, like a, a terrible story of what the demons had done to her. But thank God she was free. Thank God she was delivered. Hallelujah. So in every one of us is that self-destruct button. But if we are given regularly, if you read the Bible, uh, read that story in First Corinthians Chronicles chapter 21, eventually, what happened? An angel, if you read from verse 18, if you read from verse 18, it says, The angel of the Lord commanded God to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Oman the Jebusite. Hallelujah. This is so important. Hallelujah. He didn't say, Take something and go and give anywhere. No. He told him, say, take an offering, set up an altar, and he told him the exact place where he should do it. That's what tithing is. Praise the Lord. There's a specific place. I've heard people say, well, I can give my tithing. Well, no, the Bible doesn't say that. There's a specific place. There's something specific because it prevents the plague. Hallelujah. It does. It prevents the plague. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the angel told him, said, this is what you're supposed to do. See, this is a problem. Give an offering. Once you give an offering, see, Satan moved and did what he did. And there's so much problem now. If you give an offering, you raise an altar, you open a door in the spirit. There'll be a portal in the realm of the spirit open through which angels can come in and fight for you and put an end to this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's why that giving... Going back to that um, Psalm 112 verse 9 scripture, he says he had given, he had dispersed, he had given to the poor. Hallelujah. It's first started by saying he has dispersed, which means he, he, he released. He has given what he is supposed, he's supposed to give. Then he says he, he has given to the poor. So not only do we give in the house of God, we also bless other people, people around us. People who are less privileged from time to time by the leading of the Spirit. The Bible says the liberal soul shall be made fat. 
Hallelujah. So we bless, we do what we are supposed to do and we also bless our brothers and sisters according to our ability. Hallelujah. Then he says his righteousness endureth forever. Why? Angels will fight for you. They'll fight that provocation of Satan and they will stand their ground for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and help you. Glory to God. This is one principle that if you apply, no matter how mad the devil is at you about your finances, there's nothing he can do. There's nothing like absolutely nothing he can do about it. Even in the day of drought, you will still be doing well. Glory to God. Somehow, supply will come from somehow, somewhere. Supply will come because you are applying the word of God. Hallelujah. My personal story, since I did that, since I did that, everything changed. And you know, when it comes to ministry, ministry, for example, just like every, every sphere of life, really, for you to go on, you need innovation. You need ideas. Hallelujah. Everything we have today, the cars that we see today, people got ideas. Hallelujah. People were inspired. That's why they have them. Hallelujah. There are people, even in the occultic world, in the, in the, the negative spiritual, they go to give sacrifices and offerings to demonic beings and they get inspiration from those sources. Things like that happen. Hallelujah. They get ideas from the realm of the spirit through sacrifices and things like that. Hallelujah. We are people of God. Hallelujah. And we do the same thing. When we give, God opens our minds to know what we're supposed to know. He gives us ideas from the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's amazing. For example, since we started the Check It movement in 2018, it's been amazing how the thing has been going. Amazing. Why? Because God keeps giving us ideas. Hallelujah. And one thing I don't joke with is my giving. I always do. I, I don't joke with it at all. Because I know that that is my insurance. I know it. Hallelujah. So I don't joke with that. I, once is that time I'm supposed to pay my time, I make sure I pay. And I make sure I calculate it. And I, I, I'd rather pay extra than to not pay the time. Because I know that that's my insurance. Praise the Lord. Like the Bible says, Satan moved David to press that self-destruct button. And in every one of us, I told you that self-destruct button is there. And if God does not help you, the Bible says, let he that thinks he stands, take heed lest he falls. It's not by your strength that you are standing. It's by the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why you are standing. Glory to God. So that connection has to be maintained. Glory to God. Very, very important. So you are doing what you are doing religiously. You are doing what you are doing out of understanding. I said the word of God works if you apply it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number one, knowing your purpose. And I explained to you about, you know, how to know your purpose through the spirit and the word. God will give you revelation and also he will connect you. You have revelations. You'll be connected to people, like-minded people somehow. People who are doing similar things as you. There will be that connection. The Bible says deep calleth unto deep. When you meet that person that is doing something similar, there's a way it will, there's a way you will click. There's a way that happens. These are by the Spirit of God. Through that means you will discover your purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, and of course, through the Word of God, as you are doing the Word, as you study the Word, and you are doing the Word, you will find yourself being attracted to a particular in a particular direction hallelujah so once you find yourself that and you discover that thing that you, you enjoy doing that thing that brings you fulfillment you just keep doing it you discovered your purpose hallelujah glory to god now the word that's why i said the word works if you apply it now in doing that there are some people i've seen people pastors who are very anointed but they are broke I've seen people very anointed and I've been in that level too. There was a time in my life very heavily anointed. I cast out demons. I'll sit on a particular chair and when I get up, a demon-possessed person will sit on that seat and begin to manifest. There was a day I sat at a particular place and I left. 
later somebody told me that the, the, the person saw where i was sitting i went to sit down and the person began to manifest and manifest hallelujah but guess what that period i was broke with all that anointing i was broke i was broke why because i didn't apply the principle and the truth is that anointing without money i've said that so many times is annoyance you get angry you get frustrated hallelujah that's when people become envious you see another person succeeding and all that you get envious of him and you say oh this person must be stealing or be doing something wrong that's why he has money why because you don't have money you think everybody must be doing something wrong no there are principles to apply now again when we talk about having money it doesn't mean you have a billion dollars in the account no it doesn't have mean you have a trillion dollars no not exactly and i've explained that prosperity and wealth is not necessarily that finance it is your satisfaction you have enough for yourself and enough to bless others you are able to bless others that's what it is what it will take one person to be okay may not be what another person will need and we must all know our levels i'm telling you right now as i am right like this right now if somebody comes and says, I'm giving you a jet right now for you to travel around the world and everything. Let me tell you what, if I accept that jet, I may accept it if God asks me to accept it. I'm not going to use it to be flying around. I'm going to put it into business. I'm not going to be using it. I'm not going to keep the jet somewhere and say, yeah, I have a jet. I'll be using it. No, I'm putting it into business. I'll rent it out somehow with the use for something. I'm not going to use that because... Not, I'm not at that capacity yet. At this stage of my life, I don't need something like that. Praise the Lord. At this stage of my life, I don't need something like that. It's possible in the future, yes, be, depending on how much you travel. Like before the man of God, um, Reinhard Bonnke passed, there was this strong assignment in his heart to do his last programs and last crusades. And he had to travel around the world to do the final programs before he leaves, before he exits this world. Amazing. And he had to travel. I remember he did one in Nigeria, which was supposed to be his last major crusade. And he did that program. It was wonderful. Now imagine somebody who was on an assignment like that and is going to do the final meetings. Do you think he's supposed to be struggling at the airport and, you know, dragging with people and all that? No, this man is living the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So cases are different. People's stories are different. There are other cases. People's stories are different. But the most important thing is that you are fulfilling your purpose. Hallelujah. So first of all, you discover your purpose. Hallelujah. Discover your purpose. And then you put the word of God to work. Not just in finances, basically in every area of your life. I use the financial aspect and I talked about that type aspect as an example. Praise the Lord. That's why, you know, some people say in this world, and that's a principle, they say what goes up comes down because there's a law of gravity that operates in this world that pulls down things. No matter how high they go, they pull them down. Hallelujah. But when you walk with a higher law of the spirit, glory to God, you keep going higher and higher. It's no coming down for you. You just keep going higher when you apply. Hallelujah. So every time you give, it's like it keeps you up. It keeps you up. Glory to God. So the force that is trying to bring you down can't bring you down because you remain up. Glory to God. The application of the principles of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So one, knowing your purpose. Knowing your purpose. I said through the Spirit and through the word the spirit of god will bring an attraction you you give you revelation sometimes you will see dreams and visions you will see what you're supposed to do and, and, and all that and then also through the word as you study the word you will discover certain things as you are doing them these things will be your attraction as you are doing them gradually you will discover your purpose in this world once you have discovered your purpose go all out fulfill your purpose do the word hallelujah do the word very very important glory to god and as you do it there is no way the enemy will, 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 will put you on sanction and
time sanction will work in your life it just won't work hallelujah you will just keep going higher you just keep getting better you just keep getting stronger and stronger glory to god i hope you've learned something today i'm sure you've learned something today and remember that the word of god is not only for hearing but also for doing hallelujah it's not only for hearing but doing the one who is blessed is not just the one who hears the word but the one who actually goes ahead to do it that one is blessed hallelujah glory to god praise the lord i want us to pray father we thank you for your word that we have heard lord the people of the world are asking why man is here they're looking for answers but lord god you have given us answers through your word for this we are grateful we are not ignorant like the people of the world we know who we are we know why we are here and we know that as we walk we work in your ways putting your word to work lord will fulfill our purpose in the name of the lord jesus christ lord we thank you because your word is working mighty in us producing evident results in our lives people will see us and know that of a truth there is something different about us for this we are grateful father thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah glory to god now i'm i'm excited in my spirit hallelujah because as you keep hearing words like this and you apply them in your life surely you'd have that fulfillment and satisfaction and your life will never be the same again praise the lord god bless you and i'll come to you again until i come to you another time believing in the atmosphere of god's word god's worship and god's miracles god bless you bye-bye Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.